Hello, and welcome to the podcast program In Community, In Company, presenting inspiring conversations about how communities galvanize. I'm your host, Eric Sloss. The podcast is produced by the Community Engagement Program at Point Park University. This podcast examines the challenges of communities, how they come together or fall apart, and galvanize. Galvanize means shock, excite, or or, uh, take into action. How does a community spark into action? Today we are here to talk about how taking care of our older adults can galvanize a community. I'm here to discuss this with with Randy Vega, project manager of Age-Friendly Greater Pittsburgh. Age-Friendly acts as a catalyst to promote policy program and system change that improves quality of life for all people, particularly our oldest generations. Randy, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you, Eric. I appreciate the opportunity. Well, let's let's start from the top. What sorts of things can happen in a community that, that people can galvanize around our older adults? Well, um, age-friendly's philosophy. Well, let me start with age-friendly is a um, is a project of the Southwest Pennsylvania Partnership for Aging. It's an international project of the World Health Organization, and in the United States, um, that uh, the pro- the the um, program is managed by AARP. So, you know, we've got some great credentials behind us. <laughs> For sure, a lot of very important organizations. Right, right. Are... Um, in the United States, there are 511 cities and towns that are part of the age-friendly network, and around the world, there are over a 1,000. So um, we have great company and a lot of people in this space um, working to make our communities more inclusive and welcoming for everyone. Well, it's a pretty powerful resource to have, this large network of, you could share best practices, you could address particular issues exactly. on the ground. Exactly. That's wonderful. Um, so what what are ways that uh, communities can galvanize around older, or older adults? Or how has Age Friendly done that? Right. Well, um, Age Friendly is a convener. We pull together organizations and individuals who are working in this space, working with older adults, um, and we uh, take a look at what are some of the needs in the community. Um, the community has a lot of assets, um, but it also has areas where there could be improvement. And so we target um, those areas. We target, we ask our communities, we ask our older adults, we ask the organizations that are working with them, you know, where do they see gaps? Where are issues where things are falling through the cracks? And then we, we target those um, by bringing people together to work around those. I'll give you an example. Um, we work with a partner called Lively Pittsburgh, um, which is a, um, a group of people that, um, that gather together community residents to address issues. They're sort of our grassroots partners. And um, before COVID, um, they developed a program called uh, The Crossings. And that was centered around um, crosswalks and crossing the streets, um, safety for pedestrians and that sort of thing. And they um, did pop-up events in communities like Millvale, um, East Liberty, um, where they gathered community residents, they danced in the streets and played music and brought attention to the fact that this is a dangerous intersection and um, there are things that can be done to correct some of the, of the lacks in this area. And so they got um, street curbs 
um, the city responded and um, and did various things to improve the walkability of um, of those intersections. And so that you know that's a win-win for everyone when the streets are easier to cross, when the sidewalks are well managed and uh, taken care of, when there's um, decent affordable housing available for older adults, um, all of those things are available for everybody else as well. So um, so we consider um, working with our older population uh, and, and access for everyone to live in communities that are um, more inclusive and, um, and livable. The livability factor goes up for everybody. What a fun way to raise uh, issues about accessibility to do these performances near the sidewalks to make sure that everybody has a safe way of passage. These performative elements and people are singing and dancing and raising awareness of, of these troubled spots. You convened all these people. You took action and people repaired. The, ultimately, the government took action, you know, whatever, the maintenance and repaired them. What a, what a brilliant way to Bring away, that's the gap, right? The gap is accessibility, people walking on the sidewalks. The simple act of that exactly. could be challenging. But you, you, you do such a great job of this intergenerational bridge saying that this isn't just for older adults. It's really trying to address it. For everyone. For everyone, right. right. And, you know, the fact is that we're all getting older every day. Right. And um, the people who consider themselves young, and I'm one of those, but mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but younger people will be facing these issues as they grow older, too. So why not address them and take care of them now um, so that, you know, communities will be more livable for them in the future? Right. And I'm, I guess I'm just wondering, like, how can we design communities for older adults that facilitate social connections. You brought up uh, the COVID and COVID, the pandemic itself is, is, is breaking these social connections. Um, yes, COVID is, has really shown us um, where we really have some serious gaps in our social network. Um, um, older adults, particularly those who are, um, who are up there in age, um, have been fearful to to come out, fearful to go shopping, um, fearful to visit their families. It's just been a very stressful time. And um, social isolation, which is an issue under normal circumstances, has really been heightened um, by the effects of the pandemic. So, um, you know, how do we how do we address that? Um, well, interestingly enough, um, the Internet has been a real partner in that. Um, things like Zoom, uh, certainly email and those kinds of things have assisted people in staying connected with their families and and giving them the opportunity to actually see their families even though they're not in the room with them. Um, but unfortunately, there are many, many, certainly many more people do not have access to the Internet, do not have the devices they might need to gain access or the, um, or the knowledge of how to use these devices. Right. Um, so... There's a big gap there that um, that we're very concerned about, and that we are working with our partners, with our many partners in the community, to overcome. Right. One of the seminal books uh, in the PhD program, the Community Engagement at Point Park, is reading Heat Wave by Eric Klingberg, which surveys the devastation specifically to older adults um, of the heat wave that hit Chicago in 1995. One horrifying statistic he presents is that the pr- proportion of uh, older adults living alone since 1950 um, drastically 
has risen over the years. 10 million people living alone in 1996 were 65 or older out of the 24 million. Um, and that was, ex- that was in 19, 1996. Uh, what, what challenges or what, how are you facing these particular issues of those folks living alone, older right. adults? Yeah, the, the Chicago example is a very, very um, tragic um, and sad one that many people perished in that heat wave because they did not have a, a social connection. They did not have um, people that were looking in on them. Um, and I think we've uh, learned from that example. We've learned from that terrible, tragic incident or a series of incidents um, that um, everyone needs to be connected um, and older adults as well as children and uh, families. Um, we all need to be connected. That's what being human is all about. And so um, making sure that our um, our older adult, our neighbors that are older adults um, have someone to check in on them. Um, sometimes it's an organization that does that. I know that a lot of the organizations that serve um, older adults um, have people um, who give them a call on a regular basis. How are you doing? Um, how's, do, you need, do you need more food? They have people that go and pick up food and take it to them um, so that they don't have to come out. Um, so that uh, I think that there have been a lot of strides made uh, positively um, to make sure that people in the community are being cared for and looked after. You know, one thing that uh, you look at urban planners and uh, modern cities around the world, they're always trying to recruit young people, um, young people to, the, to, the, uh, to create a new uh, economic class. But there's a lot of wisdom and a lot of, uh, of, of, of things that we can learn from our older adults. I know this very intimately because of my grandparents and, and what, what wisdom that they provided, love and wisdom that they provided Absolutely. for me. I guess how does, um, you know, age-friendly Greater Pittsburgh look at the value of older adults in the community? Oh, well, the older adults are just an incredible asset to a community. Um, Not only their years of work experience, um, their buying power, because older adults um, do have uh, money to spend in the community and do spend it, um, um, and their wisdom, as you pointed out, their lived experience um, is, is vital to um, any healthy community. Um, so yes, we recognize and point out all the time how important it is that we maintain contact and and honor, really, um, the experiences of our um, older population and ensure that they're involved in decisions that are made, in, um, you know, focus on, uh, you know, community issues, um, work with committees and uh, of all ages. Um, we want to keep um, everyone in the community um, have a hand in how our communities operate and um, and serve us. So if I'm I'm he- listening to this podcast and I'm now feeling inspired to do what I can to uh, help support our older adults. How can I get involved? Where would I even begin to get activated to help them? be with our older adults in our community? Um, Well, in every community, there are um, senior centers, senior um, housing available, um, where um, lots of seniors congregate 
you know, that's either that's where they live or that's what they where they spend their days. Um, and so volunteering with those organizations is a great way to get You can involved. just volunteer at a senior center. Mm-hmm, you well, absolutely can. Um, there's a great program here at Point Park um, through the Community Engagement um, Department. Um, and it's run by Allison Hirtz, I think her name is. Um, but it's a letter writing campaign. And it's writing letters to older adults um, uh, on a regular basis so that the, the old-fashioned idea of something arriving in the mail and you open it up so and special. it's for you and it's got words of encouragement and, um, and support, it's, it's, it's just, you know, just uh, a very old-fashioned yet um, powerful way to connect with anybody in the community, really. Um, but uh, I guess it's it's sort of a, a new take on the pen pal idea that when I was a kid, having a pen pal was a, a really sure. fun and important thing to do. Um, and so, um, you know, just that simple kind of outreach um, through something as, uh, as ordinary as words on a piece of paper is such a, an uplifting experience not only for the person who receives a letter, but for the person who writes it. Um, and if that develops a sort of a correspondence between the two of them and develops a friendship, that's, uh, you know, that's just a wonderful, wonderful way to make a connection. Such an important connection. It's such a delight to get a piece of paper with a handwritten note that, Absolutely. that, that scribed, that, that says something of meaning. There's nothing, nothing better than a handwritten note. I, I absolutely agree. Um, so what can you tell me about some new projects or programs that um, age friendly Greater Pittsburgh is working on? Yeah, well we we do all of our work or most of our work through um, work groups. So we have five work groups that are are part of um, are part of our work. Um, transportation, housing, digital access, workforce, and dementia friendly. Um, so our our two newest groups are workforce, and um, digital access. Uh, speaking to the point we talked about right. a little bit earlier um, about the fact that um, many um, older adults do not have access to the internet. So right. that's a that's a big concern for us, and we're working with many partners um, to address that need. Um, the workforce piece is that um, there is um, one of the ageisms out there is ageism, um, where um, some employers uh, want to pass over um, older applicants, um, not recognizing their experience and history and, um, you know, uh, just long ability in working with the public. And so that's an area where um, we see a big gap, too, um, especially, again, during this period of COVID when so many people have um, either lost their jobs or had to um, scale back on their working hours, um, and a lot of older adults uh, choose to be, uh, c- continue to be involved um, through their work. So, um, so that's an area where we want to see uh, uh, a great improvement. Now how, now, how can people get a hold of Age-Friendly Greater Pittsburgh beyond, you know, volunteering their time at a senior center? How can we get connected? Um, well, we have a website that's part of the SWIPA um, network, so it's uh, swppa.org, 
and um, and you'll find a page for age-friendly and a page for dementia-friendly on that website. Um, and and there, there you'll also find, um, uh, you know, our contact information, so the, uh, our names and phone numbers, and you can certainly give us a call. We'd be happy to talk to you. Um, and uh, as I say, we have a network of organizations that we work with, so if you feel like you want to um, pick up and deliver food for shut-ins um, or and um, other people that um, need that service, we can connect you with an organization that can certainly use your help. Uh, Age-Friendly Greater Pittsburgh is 31-year-old volunteer-led with more than 300 members. Right, wow. that's SWIPA. That's, that's, that's SWIPA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Age-Friendly is relatively new. Um, the, uh, SWIPA was the um, founding organization of uh, a little over five years ago, we celebrated our five-year anniversary in September of 2020. Oh, wonderful. Right. So yeah. um, we're relatively new, but SWIP has been around for a long time. Yeah, I mean, serving one million older adults across 10 counties. That's right. That's really impressive. Yes. That's really impressive. It's a big job. It's a very, very big <laughs> job. It's a very important job. Mm-hmm. Randy, I cannot thank you enough for this important conversation. I'm glad you shared the information with us, and um, I hope people get connected and have a better sense of how important older adults play in our community. Well, older adults are part of the fabric of living, and um, and as such, um, they uh, are involved. They're committed. Um, they have knowledge and ability and um, energy, and you know, want to be involved. So. Let's take advantage of the assets that are out there. Absolutely. Thank you, Randy, so much. Thank you so much, Eric, for the opportunity. And thank you for listening. Uh, This podcast is recorded in the Center for Media Innovation at Point Park University. For tickets to watch a taping of the podcast program, email incommunity at pointpark.edu. I would like to send special thanks to our studio coordinator this morning, Eddie Robus. And uh, thank you.